Welcome travelers from the winding trails Grab a spot by the hearth and a pint of ale A brief respite from our noble quest Lean back in a chair for the song of rest Hello travelers and welcome to the song of rest A place where our heroes and the deities that guide them Gather to share a behind the scenes and behind the screens Look at the unfolding adventures in Archipeldia Gathered before us is the Dungeon Master, Aaron Rollins, and his band of players, Dustin Bleschmidt, Janelle Wilkie, and Chad Stafford. But I'll let them do the talking, and I'll get back to playing. Brock, I'm getting tired. Pull me over. No problem, Flower Crowd. Here you go. I'll just pull this lever over here. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we even have that lever? <laughs> Oh, we need a we need a we need a picture of of Flower Kraut and Brock dressed up. <gasps> yes, Kronk and yes, yes, yes wow, we're already into fan art moments. So That's her name. Yes, it's so funny because I was actually wanting to base Brandy on the kitty version of Isma. Oh right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Is all coming my together. Voice? Right, oh, well. right now, uh, she's more related to um, Emotep than uh, Yzma, I think, in the level <laughs> oh, of yeah, uh, mummification. She's to become whole. It's a nightmare creature. <laughs> Welcome to the Song of Rest, everybody. I'm very upset that it took that much work to kill a bug. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Ha I feel like a lot happened uh, today, y'all. I feel like a lot happened in this episode. Yeah, a lot happened, and we definitely kind of went longer than usual i don't know it seems to be our trend lately to have super long recordings but yeah my uh, bad with the bug thing well you gave us a new fun place to explore so we wanted to look through all the nooks and crannies we had a little bit of shopping we had a little bit of um political theater if you will um and and a little bit of tomfoolery at the bar. I think all of us are very disappointed in Bernice. <laughs> Bernice, why the taxes? No. Yeah, I, I was not ready for for Bernice to be like, no, these guys gotta they, they gotta pay their fucking taxes. No, no, no we're we're the cops here. <laughs> it's my job, Sherman. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I got. She said it. She said. It's my job. And I'm like, well, my job is to make sure the people feel like they their liberties are not being taken. Flower Kraut being like, oh, taxes. Yeah. I am, uh, oh, my God. That was so funny. That she was hilarious. I don't know why Bernice believed me so easily. Or maybe she's just throwing me a bone. I don't know. We carry Miriam's light. That's the only reason she believes us. I just now was like. Are you a member of the apostleship or the auditorship? <laughs> Stone cold. I tell you what, she's never gonna have gold flying out of her fur. <laughs> mm. oh, oh, thanks for thanks for that. By the way, <laughs> that was a uh, when you're going into a place to do some uh, purchasing, it usually helps to have a little bit of money. It only took how many episodes after you actually got money to be able to spend any of it, right? Yeah. You know, actually, that's the thing. Is like, the, if if the need came up in Wallach, there's things that you guys could have totally purchased. It's like, 
oh, but, can I have this? It's like I have, I have this, uh, I have this fruit gun. It shoots star fruit <laughs> or moiki fruit. I mean, like general supplies. Like if you guys were looking for anything that you needed for just traveling, you could have found it. But then there's the thing, the part where you saved everybody. So no one's going to charge you anything for anything you need. So, Aww. you know, well, we could have gone in and got a potion. Oh, yeah. We should if be we were smarter. Playing, like a regular D&D style game where, you know, time and pacing weren't a thing. I'm sure we would be stopping constantly for inventory checks. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like there's someone in Praxel that has a prototype potato gun or something that we're just absolutely missing out on. I loved uh, Brock so much. Yes, Brock was amazing. I kept calling Timothy a stud. Absolute fave for the episode, I gotta say. What what a what a guest. How did we land that guest to come on the show? Like Oh, uh man. Well, you see, I I, I saw him at Phoenix Fan Fusion and I walked up and I was just like, Pat, come on. Like, we've got this podcast thing and we we really really need you just just for like maybe one at one episode and and maybe one like, call back in three episodes yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll just we'll just pre-record that you know we'll have to use that line creatively because you're not going to actually be there but you know he's gonna be invited <laughs> to the valentine's day like data palooza episode part of what i just said was actually true i did get a glimpse of Patrick Warburton while we were at Phoenix Fan Fusion because he was oh, there right. signing he was autographs. There. I forgot. He was? Yes. Oh my god. And that's so cool. I, the little bit of time I got to walk around the exhibit hall, I wanted to go over there to see if he was doing autographs. I didn't have the time to go wait in line or do anything, but I got to see him in the flesh. And I was like, oh yeah. Oh that's, yeah. That's, that's a great guy. There he, there's that stud right there. <laughs> I would if I knew he was there. I would have found like I'd be the only person with Soren uh, merchandise to have him oh, sign. Yeah. <laughs> Did you make up the Mystic Lady on the spot for me? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it was, was great. very well done. Um. Yeah. I I know that the the Crackle are very spiritual people, but I was trying to think of like how. Could you locate somebody who would have any kind of mystic arts or a semblance of mystic arts? And so I was like, hey, let's throw a fortune teller in here. Why not? <laughs> well, it was good to do that because you got you had a natural callback to the shell, which uh, obviously played a huge part at the end of this episode. So Flower Krauts had this. She wants to make sure it's not being utilized for, you know, evil purposes. Uh, and it was great that that was brought up so naturally. And then obviously a huge part of the ending to this episode. So, you know, kudos. Yeah, that, that did work out pretty well. I, I, I think what flower crowd get, should get out of that is that with Laminaria dying, any kind of connection to that shell was broken, but then it was a reconnection from this hag. And that's why you could hear her. Because again, ah. when you saw her, she was just translucent. She was up there ghost-like. So she's she doesn't seem like she's physically there in the canyon with you guys. Okay. You slid into her DMs. Oh. So the, the shell's just helping us at this point. It told us the answer to our question, that's for sure. It's your Shelly phone. Oh. <laughs> 
a cellular phone. Ooh. A cellular device. Ooh. I'm looking. I'm looking back at the hag concepts, and I know this one's hot. <laughs> oh yeah. You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay, Flower Crown. Oh, you got a no. hot hag incoming. Oh, fuck the charm. Though things are gonna get a little. Well, she's got horns. She's got. She's got some. She's got some gams. She's got hips. She's hot both physically and physically. She's got some really <laughs> sick pauldrons and gauntlets. <laughs> both sides of her are hot. Oh no, mes- metaphysical hotness. <laughs> physically and temperaturely. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of hot, we had a little uh, a little issue over in Arizona where power went out and D- Dustin be sweating. Uh, Dustin was uh, uh, mentally sweating for about <laughs> 10 minutes uh, during our recording. Uh, we had a sudden neighborhood power outage in the middle of an active recording being live. And so it was literally only out for maybe one and a half, two seconds tops, but it shut everything down, right? And so I immediately hop on the phone and I'm like, guys, guys, uh, uh, my power went out like all of it. (laughs) And then we were all sweating because we're worried about your audio getting lost. (laughs) I was sweating bullets because the the thought of having to go back and like kind of re suss out the things that I had said from memory and react and like being reactive in the same authentic way because it's not like you can do the whole thing from scratch and have like everything be new again, you know? So yeah. I was so relieved. So relieved that Audacity has a, a crash <laughs> back. Goodness, yeah. Yeah, Chad wouldn't know what that's like. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that that was the first time this happened. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, it is. That is a scary thought, because if you truly do lose audio on one person, what do we do other than do what Chad does every once in a while and just start cranking out the pickup lines to try to fill all the gaps back in? I mean, that was only one episode where for whatever reason, the microphone got tied to my my headset and not my actual sure SM7B. So it was just like, I sound like I was dialing in remotely via phone. It, it <laughs> sounded, it sounded like timeless river in kingdom hearts too. Uh, always comes back to kingdom hearts, but like <laughs> <It does. Sorry. laughs> if we, uh, if we truly had lost the audio, like that would have been super problematic. Cause like, yeah, Dustin would be starting from scratch, but I just think it's, it's wonderful that we're what 14 episodes in more than that because of our episode zeros and obviously the song of rest that we've gone this far and this long without, you know, super duper major hiccups, which is nice. Yeah. Knock on, and knock I, on wood. Except <laughs> we don't run into anything else. Absolutely. Um, I think this is something you hear a lot of podcasts running into problems with, you know, audio quality, audio loss, uh, I mean, I guess the best we can do is try to figure out uh, redundancy plans to try to make sure we don't lose it if something bad happens. But I don't know. I'll just make sure all of my jokes are redundant just in case. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Yes. 
Yes. Yes. Yes. Yes. Yes. Yes. Yes. It's like, um, I got a question for you, Aaron. Yeah. Are you ever like surprised at the beads we pick up to turn into bits? I actually count on them. I freaking. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, this wouldn't be nearly as fun for me if you guys weren't on the spot like you are and turning these these things into bits. I, I for me, it, it would just be basically retelling, you know, story and things that I've been writing down and imagining and, and putting together. And that would be boring for me. But you guys are the ones that take it from a black and white canvas and just adding color to it, you know. So Aww. props mm. to you guys for all the things you you come up with on the spot. Uh, double props to you for having to play multiple characters that are using a non-traditional form of communication. Yeah, I, yeah, that's okay. So I want to say that this is like a challenge because any, any DM having to try to manage characters that don't necessarily have a voice or can't just say things like having two of them like because not only do we have all the crackle but we've got bernice mm -hmm. and nobody actually has a normal conversing voice so this has actually been kind of a fun challenge for myself but also i'm trying to make it not like execute horribly for you guys so that it just because you know sure we we've bernice is there and bernice has been silent and she's in the back of my mind i know she i'm not i'm not forgetting about her but that's because she literally in some of these situations is just observing. She's not really like, invested. Yeah. I, I love when you were like, and Bernice has been there the whole time. She yeah, doesn't help. She's that just totally watching and judging you. Her. Yeah, that's totally in character. Bernice, like, yeah. No one would bat in the sand. Bernice just like staring at this cross-armed one leg propped up against the salt canyon and just being like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> these are the people that are supposed to be saving Archipelia. Uh huh. Mm. Um. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, what are you guys? What are your initial thoughts about the island of Glavio? Is there such a thing as fantasy culture study? Because that's what I feel like. Like it's such an interesting culture study going on in this canyon. I I like how easily I can picture it in my mind. Like, I I I think this would be a wonderful one to draw. Maybe we could even get uh, our friend who did uh, the Faye Wild drawing Ooh. to do a landscape piece for us for this one. Just like the beautiful kind of Arizona Antelope Canyon style canyon walls and the sand and then the bazaar. That would yeah. be super neat. Or maybe some of those bugs hanging from like the threads in the, or the ropes or whatever. That would be awesome. Just the dichotomy of like you have the Gila monster, lizard folk, Helix characters, and then the Crackle, like the, the Gila monsters being in hobbles that were a little bit more rudimentary, you know, a little bit more like hobbled together. And then you have the Crackle who lived up higher. Like it's just it's so cool. Like, like you said, you can so easily picture this sort of environment that's being enveloped by the canyon walls. And I can just see a bunch of different like saturation of a very specific warm uh, colors but then I like I easily see like the goo coming from these bugs being like <laughs> fluorescent green or something crazy yeah, like yeah. that to have an accent color uh, I was thinking of Star Wars blue milk 
Oh yeah, that too. There's I, yeah, different I'm, flavors of bugs. Oh my god, it's, it's green milk because <laughs> they have green it, milk at Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> it does feel like Arizona mixed with Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I kind of get that, that feeling. The Star Wars thing. I was gonna talk about. I was gonna about to talk about that too. Like for for Chad's sake, because that's kind of when I first thought about what uh, Oscal's Refuge was gonna be. Was very much something you'd see out of star wars where you've got a bunch of like rough and tumble type people sitting around living in this very harsh environment you know i want to see the baby (laughs) 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 that's the sound i think the sound i did first that is the sound yeah we need some uh we need some like wind instruments for the for this area well maybe we should ask tumbleweed (laughs) <laughs> He's just in the background. Woo woo. <laughs> the whole Aww, time. Yeah. I love Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed is so precious. Tumbleweed's so yes. Yeah. He's so adorable. I feel so bad lying to that kid. It's driving <gasps> me crazy. I love when he keeps saying Echo. Like he's so impressed with Echo. you. Echo. God, I'm gonna have to. Okay. I'm gonna have to. Eventually, I'm gonna have to. You know, share the truth. But for now, yeah, it's been tough. It's like, been like I feel like he might let be let on a little bit more now that we're we were out on our own and he was our guide and you were like all right flower kraut i'm gonna blah blah this very specific thing and oh do that this was totally specific- that was not in character but yes <laughs> i have a feeling it's gonna sneak in no that was more just conversing with the crew like what uh, should we do not in character uh but yes no it's totally gonna sneak out at some point because i've been having a heck of a time listening to some of the lines that you and some of the characters that aaron's come up with um to pick like words or phrases um, to try and mimic how the crackle would communicate in this community. Um, it, it, so I, it, it kind of started to happen a little bit when you guys first met Tumbleweed because you would say some things that were v- relatively appropriate for the type of response that the question or the you know comment. And that's when Tumbleweed would be like, Echo! You know, like he was impressed with the Echo that you have stored for this specific situation. And so... Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's it's kind of funny that you know it may start to slip or you just may start showing how much echo you really do have and Tumbleweed's gonna just be more enthralled with how awesome you are. Is that is that just a word you ca- came up with for that? For like that's pretty cool that you have a word in Tumbleweed's culture that means that. Yeah, I thought that would be a fun because I I'm I also um I'm trying to make the crackle to be like their own, I guess, flock. I, I yeah, don't know like their own, sub, their own subculture within yeah. within the greater Kenku culture. There you go. That brings me to a DM segment uh, where I ask you guys if you caught something. <laughs> Welcome to Aaron's the- DA segment. <laughs> <laughs> did you so catch this- what I did? Wow. This one, I'll give you guys a clue because I don't want you to start digging through wordplay because that's usually what I end up throwing at you guys. Uh-huh. This one is a callback. So did you find the callback in Glavio that goes way back in our in the whole campaign? Was it uh, the Grubbly Bubbly? Nope. Okay. Um... All I'm remembering is my stupid, dumb callback, the glavial butt. 
which is a callback <laughs> to the glacial butt of our holiday episode. <laughs> yes, the holiday episode, which for five minutes you all had to remind me happened in um, a bizarre I, side I, future slash present that we weren't I, currently in. I love how part of Sherman breaks the fourth wall at some point, yeah. and he's just I like, mean, wait. <laughs> He gets a thousand yard stare. We get some sort of odd multiversal future site from being exposed to the story arc. Yeah. <laughs> All of our lives kind of crossed each other at some point. All of the multiverse is kind of layered on top of each other. As <laughs> we find out like, that that mustard was actually left behind by a different Sherman from a different universe. <laughs> it's like, I'm Sherman Jeopard. No. I'm Sherman Jeopard. Spark, <laughs> I would. How, oh my God, how hard would it to be to play two versions of the same character? Oh, geez. Aaron, I can't figure it out. What, uh, Chad, do you have any ideas? I'm literally like looking at all my notes, which I have two full pages of, and I don't think I caught anything that harkens back to. Okay. This reference goes all the way back to episode zero timothy biscuit whoa okay oh shoot i feel oh. like i should remember this then is it when did who said was it someone who said oh, oh yes the apostleship no 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 but that's funny that would be funny if there was somebody that actually said that when timothy fires the cannon and then subsequently gets caught by the crew and the captain comes out you know being woken up by the whole commotion comes out and um, uh, you know, get basically gets, uh, you know, under tries to figure out what's going on. When he confronts Timothy, he says, "Timothy Biscuit, I believe you are a crackle spy." Oh shit! Oh, shoot. No, I, that's right. Oh, we were like, "What the hell's a crackle spy?" That was so. That was so long ago. Wow. The threads, they're connecting. At least we know, like, the captain wasn't, like, racist. <laughs> wow, no, um, totally forgot about that. Wow, holy that's crap. awesome. I love this. How, how did you build that callback, Aaron? Like, did you just have, did you look through your old lines or something? Or do you always have this in mind? Um. So... God, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to be sounding like, oh, look at me. But when I when I built when I started building Archipelia, I, I started building parts of Archipelia that exist out way outside of the campaign. And so the whole Crackle organization was definitely an old piece that I put in before we even started with, you know, of course, I wasn't sure where you guys were going to run into them. But I I had that, you know, kind of like in my pocket for what the captain would think Timothy was because he's a Kenku. Ah, yeah. So. That's wild. Um, unrelated just uh, to basically anything, but Helax and the Crackle sounds like a bluegrass band. <laughs> <laughs> Tumbleweed and the Helax. Cute. Harisha and the Crackle Kids. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's cool. Is it time for our fan art moment? Yes, the next segment. Yes. Yeah. Well, apart from the magical one that we created with 
Brock and Flowerkraut being Kronk and Yzma. <laughs> I am thinking we need to get some art created of our bazaar because that sounds so cool. And also in Arizona, we have a lot of Native American like ancient dwellings basically that are in the walls of mountains. Yeah. So I imagine that being kind of similar to what is basically above the bazaar as the crackle like dwellings. Have you guys ever gone to Walnut Canyon? Uh, yes. Over? Yes. That is a really cool place with uh, all those dwellings that are kind of built into the canyon walls. It's so cool. Yeah. Man, what would be my... I love the idea of just like center to the picture is tumbleweed grabbing onto the grub and rolling on the ground as everyone's kind of freaking out. Like, like flower crutch reaching out with lightning coming off of her hand. And, and uh, you see Sherman's like way in the background, like trying to get a shot with his chaplain. But you know, this, I don't know. I just, I just love the hilarity of trying to catch the bug. Oh my gosh. It could be a comic or an animation where it's like Timothy stabs Flowerkraut shoots a lame little lightning at it. Sherman throws the javelin tumbleweed tries to grab it. And then there's just Bernice in the background looking displeased. <laughs> a really good comic would be like the first pain is, t- is Timothy in an anime dive with his rapier and then stab and he's like haha gotcha and then he lifts it up and it, and there's it just begins to ooze down the sword and he's like oh oh gross gross oh take it take it <laughs> uh it's a little self-serving but i really enjoyed the moment with um tumbleweed giving brock the big the big birdie eyes to get him to get him to uh you know give a discount for the studded armor you and Tumbleweed, Timothy and Tumbleweed. Yes, two two puppy dog bird eyes. That would be actually a pretty easy animation. I would just like do a back and forth with you you two and oh, then no. uh, Brock no. kind of like with his big old muscly arms. Oh, oh. oh don't do that to me. Oh, I can't. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell uh, the brock especially with the stuff that he makes he's definitely got a heart for the crackle he's this like big hulking helac but he's making like these little armor sets for all the the kenku (gasps) i do yeah where where else am uh, where else is like uh timothy gonna find armor that's actually properly fitted for kenku (laughs) I think right. this is the one this is my w- one chance. <laughs> now, was was Brock like flirting with Timothy or is he just like ultra charismatic? Is he just being a salesman ham? Oh, he's he's being super charismatic and just like it's 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 the whole you know, looking good, like you made a good purchase there stud kind of thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That whole bit, man. I was, I was, I was, was holding so back a lot of laughing. That was so just funny. Just to get through it. It was very enjoyable. That's, that was my favorite part. It really was. My favorite part to listen to, though, was Sherman hamming it up in the cantina. Like that was, <laughs> oh yeah, that was good stuff. I think this is more of a, a again, a comic like thing, but, um, Sherman being in the bar and 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 
saying, what's the damage? And then, like, it cuts to, like, it cuts to, like, Timothy's money sense. What's the damage? Like, it's almost like laughing little Sherman heads, like, around his ears. You know what I mean? What's the damage? Oh what's the damage? Oh, and that was amazing, Chad, using Sherman's voice and saying the same thing to Brock, you know, to ask how much it costs. <laughs> so that you weren't, you know, breaking character for Tumbleweed's sake, you know, that I'm was holding that on was to great. that inspiration. I yes. I am that is that is gonna be coveted until something really dire happens. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll get we'll we'll do this in the game. I've totally forgot this, but Flowerkraut mm. co- coming up with using your in- infestation spell to to draw out the grubs. Brilliant! I wanted to give you inspiration for that too because that was super freaking clever. Thank so you. Clever. So you'll have inspiration at the beginning of next session. Baka. Sherman saying anything but fleas was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> ah, Brandy, I forget you're here. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Hey, help me. Seymour. <laughs> Anyone out there want to see a mummified brandy? Huh? Huh? <laughs> you pull out like a Tutankhamun tome or a, like coffin that's got just Brandy's face on it. And you open it up and she's all wrapped up inside. Yes. <laughs> you need to get like a, like a squid cat camel pack or something. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. She could shape water from it too. It's dual purpose. That's smart. You know what? When we, if we hit the bazaar again, I might just do that. A vat of your finest bug excrements. Yes, please. <laughs> My a bug box of bug juice. Oh, I love it. I love how this party is like the perfect party to have uh, gross food. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh yeah, might maybe I'll have to make some of those delicious uh, grub foods that you came up with like grumbo and shishka grub and grubbly bubbly. Oh yeah. There we go. You could even ferment a healing potion in one of the grubs, you know. It's like it's like the dead fish shelve, you know? It's just Yeah, I got to work with what we have. Dustin Whatever was it you that said, "Can I get some grumble grubalaya?" Grumbleia, yeah, yes. Grumbleia. Oh I love God, it. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we missing for fan art moment? Aaron, did you say one? Mine was the tumbleweed oh, uh, yes, wrestling yes, with the tumbleweed. grub. Sherman dust. Uh, well, my, my, mine was the, the what's the damage incident. I think uh, would be yes. perfect. Okay, um, we got everybody. <laughs> uh, I like. Oh my gosh, the whole like following following the thread. To see the puppet master oh. gave me such a cool vibe. Like, oh, that's so like haunting. Because like you know, you know what's up. You know, we don't. We just see you probably just like looking at something. Yeah. But the fact that she's whispering probably a command to bring these these um these helix to full attention. Oh shit. I didn't even think about that. That's that's what I figured was about to happen because she was I think what she said that almost like we were lured into a trap, an unintentional trap. It was great. That was a great vis- visualization, Aaron. I, I'll give it to you, Janelle. You nailed it on the head when you were like, I think one of these hags might be using these people as thralls. You got it. Yeah, you called it from the jump right at the end of the episode. Boom. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting finding out all their different abilities because um, I guess this is pretty wildly different from what we were previously fighting is like we don't know in this community who's going to end up being friend or foe because it sounds like a lot of them do go out on these hunting parties. In any case, I feel like we're going to have a monster hunt on our hands. <gasps> oh, a monster right hunt. For it, right? <laughs> Better pack your cool drinks. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get, get the camel back. Gigantic weapons out. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a nice dagger. <laughs> Some grub steaks made by little kitties. I just made this new thing. I call it the uh the insect glaive. What do you think? <gasps> he would do that. He ah, would turn so... a grub into an insect glaive. He would. <laughs> <laughs> a bonus switch axe, I see. <laughs> oh. That's a little bit of a shield. That's a little bit of an axe. Ooh, the BBR Monster Hunter crossover. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Oh, real quick, uh, just because this is our first, I'm so sorry. I just, I wanted to mention this. This is our first recording post Phoenix Comic Con. So if any of you stopped by the booth, if any of you checked out like the podcast from it or like took a look at some of the items that we had, like honestly from all of us, Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Like, Thank you. We had some really cool interactions and some people that like, you know, the first day of con found out about us and then like came back the next day saying they'd listened to a couple of episodes. So like genuinely, thank you so much. Like that alone made like our weekend. We were all just like so happy. So it was so cool to meet you guys. My heart, that's for sure. Yes, thank you so much for everyone who came and talked to us and saw us. This call, this shout out is for you guys in specific who came out and said hi and got maybe a free button from us for following us on your podcast platform. Thank you for taking the time to see what we were all about. Yeah, and this will not be Phoenix Comic Con will not be our last convention. That was that is for sure. First, but not last. We had a lot of fun at Phoenix Fan Fusion and. Look forward to having more opportunities to to uh, interact with uh, with folks and and either tell them about us or maybe if you guys had been listening and want to come say hi, we we would love that. I mean, that really warms our hearts when people come by and and tell us that they've been listening. So, all right, guys, I think that will be it for our song of rest. Thanks again, everyone, for listening, and until next time. We will adventure forth and figure out what the hag has to do with the island of Glavio. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to our song of rest. If you like the adventures your ears just went on, feel free to listen in on our other adventures from any plane of existence or seeing stone you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, safe journeys, travelers. Wins with you, BB Army. Broken wins notwithstanding. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Break, Battle, and Roll. We hope you're enjoying our adventure as much as we are in creating it. If you're looking for more ways to connect with Break, Battle, and Roll, follow our Instagram and Twitter, both at Break, Battle, Roll, or stop by and give us a like on the Break, Battle, and Roll Facebook page. Or if following the individual nerds is more your thing, you can follow Chad Stafford on his Instagram and Twitter at It's Chit Chad, as well as his YouTube channels, Chit Chad and Chit Chad Plays. You can follow me, Janelle Wilkie, on my Instagram at Janelle.Wilkie. 
or you can join Dustin Bleschmidt as he streams on twitch.tv slash the final destination and follow his Instagram and TikTok, both at the underscore final underscore destination and his Twitter at F-I-N-L destination. You can also find our beloved barkeep and dungeon daddy, Aaron Rollins, on Twitter at Arkuma. That's A-A-R-K-U-M-A. We must also sing the praises of our amazing musicians, Ben Holland and Rory O'Neill, who provided our theme song and many of the original musical scores in the podcast. Ben can be found on SoundCloud, and you can follow Rory on Twitter at Trench Warfare. Now that you're part of the BB Army, we love your help in spreading the word throughout the realm. Sharing our podcast with friends and writing reviews helps a young podcast like ours so much. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go pester the barkeep for another drink. Until next time.